Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for a new day. A new day that you've made for us to rejoice and be glad in. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. My soul. My soul says yes unto your will and to your way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. <coughs> Jesus. You are the mighty God. You're the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Have your way, O oh God. Have your way in our midst. Have your way in our walk, in our talk, in our uprising, in our downsetting. Have your way, O oh God. Lord, we depend on you. We trust in you. Oh God, we believe your word. Your word is that lamp to our feet, that light to our path. Continue to guide us. Guide us in thy truth, O oh God. Lord, some trust in chariots and some in horsemen, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Lord, they brought down and fallen, but we... Oh, we are risen and stand upright. My God, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
We come before you this morning in thanksgiving, thanking you for your word, your work, your people. Lord, thank you for opening the minds of our understanding, giving us a mind to run and not to be weary, to walk and not faint. Continue to fill us with your love. Continue to fill us, O oh God, with thy faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you, O God, for your word on yesterday. My God, my God, thank you for your people. Thank you for your laborers, all the ministers of God that labor in the vineyard. My God, we thank you. Oh, God, continue to pour out your anointing. Uh, help us to work in the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, my God. Uh, oh, we thank you. Fill us, Lord. Fill us with your love, your compassion. Fill us, O oh God, with goodness. My God, my God. Lord, we thank you. O oh Lord, send a new anointing upon us, my God. Eh, Lord, we thank you as we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, fill us with your love. Fill us with your compassion. Fill us with your care. Lord, teach us how to share. Teach us how to care one for another and share one with another. My God, my God. Oh, hallelujah. Remember Bishop Stevens, Minister Brown, Bishop Betts. Oh, look at Tenga, Minister Dennis, Minister Nigel. Eh, Lord, Evangelist Katenga, Minister and sell me, oh God, all your people, Lord, who labor in different capacities. My God, my God, remember me, oh God, have mercy. Purge me and wash me, oh God, make me clean. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Remember those whom we encounter, those with whom we interact. My God, call. Help us to let our light shine before them that they may see our good works and glorify you in heaven. Draw men and women to you through us, O oh God. Help us to do right. Help us to glorify you and not ourselves, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, we are looking to you. Remember, Minister Lester Reed this morning. Oh God, Minister Shavana. Oh God, all the ministering saints of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. We worship you. Oh, yes, Lord. We worship your holy name. Your name, oh God, is a strong tower. Hey, oh, you by the grace of God have drawn us into it and we are safe. Remember the nation, my God, the president, the senate, the judiciary, the legislature. Oh, God, remember those on the streets, the armed forces, the protesters, the protesters, my God, all the people. In conflict, ye Lord, open their eyes, their understanding, and their minds. Bring them to you, O God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. <coughs> and a pleasant good morning to you, you and you. 
Brother Brown here this morning, a new week, new mercies. Oh, we've stepped into a new week and the grace of God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Today is Monday, June the 15th, 2020, and this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters Program. We're studying the book of 2 Corinthians, we're up to the 8th chapter, and if you've been following along with us, we've been having a grand old time. We thank and praise God for each and every one of you that have joined us. Amen. We trust and pray that you will continue to do so as we study together, as we learn together the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your participation. Our topic today is take upon us, take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And if I would rephrase that, would be, let us receive upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. We thank and praise God for each and every one of you that have done so. There are many that are ministering to the saints, ministering one to another, and there are some that have not quite gotten there yet, and then there are others who just have not done so. But within the body, the body ministers to itself. It's like anybody, anybody. It cares for itself, itself, it heals itself. The hands bathe the body and the brain uh, acts as the control center, the feed for mobility. And you, you get what I'm saying. The body must take care of itself. Let us begin to love and take care of one another. I want to express a hearty thank you to all of you. You know who you are. That have done so and is doing so thank you thank you thank you i thank you in the name of jesus that you have taken upon yourself the fellowship of the minister into the saints we must minister one to another as it is written he that gathereth much hath nothing over and he that had gathered little had no lack God showed us this principle in his word where even as they walked through the wilderness, those that had gathered a whole lot and claimed to have much, those who had gathered much had nothing left over. <laughs> Excuse me. And those who had gathered not enough, those who had gathered little, had no lack. And the principle here is that God is teaching us how we ought to take care one for another. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over. The Lord takes care of our needs. He supplies our needs. And he gives us just sufficient. He that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. So we have a responsibility to take care of one another. And again, I say thank you, and you know who you are. In the book of John, the 11th chapter, we see Jesus before being discussed in the Sanhedrin, but in that council, 
a decision is being made concerning Jesus Christ and uh, the chief priests and the rest of them got together discussing Jesus Christ. They came to some, some sort of conclusion. If we let him alone, if we let him alone, thus, all men will believe on him, they said. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. The council, the Sanhedrin, was self-centered, looking out for their own interests, not caring, not regarding the interests of the nation for real, not in truth, not, in, not with sincerity, but they cared for their own place and their own position. They saw Jesus Christ teaching and preaching and men and women believing on Jesus Christ and they out of envy sought to kill him. What they felt threatened was their position and we see the same thing in the world today in assemblies and congregations, governments, institutions, organizations, different entities where men and women will feel threatened in the positions that they hold and then they will try to kill others. They will destroy both themselves, others, and the nations because of their insecurity. <clears throat> but God, who in times past had suffered all nations to walk in their own ways, nevertheless he left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave all of us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness, wanted the nations to know the operation of the kingdom of God, that God cared for all men, he gave all men rain, all men fruitful seasons, filling all hearts with food and gladness. So God cared for all of us. So we ought to take upon ourselves the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. You have those who will try to gather much and in a selfish way look out for themselves. But they're not going to have anything over. They're going to have pockets with holes. It's going to fall through. And those who have gathered little will have no lack. Because the Lord promised to supply your needs according to his riches and glory. But you also have to exercise wisdom. Don't be deceived by men with cunning craftiness and deceitful words who will remove your resources from you using scriptures that apply to a different people in a different nation to rob you of your resources. You got to start studying the word. So Paul and Silas went out as witnesses of Jesus Christ and they went to Philippi and they, they encountered the same situations where they were accused, they were accused of teaching customs which it was not lawful for the Philippians to receive. The Philippians were also somewhat overly concerned about the Roman threat of force and they wanted to abide by Roman customs. Not only that, the Philippians had a young woman who practiced divination and they are assemblies, congregations where people are practicing various sorts of divination to take your resources. Now, this woman who practiced divination brought much gain to her masters. Just like these people nowadays who are in their divination and prophecy and prophetic and all that kind of stuff, their divination bring gain to themselves. So Paul and Silas were accused, cast in prison, 
beaten, the Lord delivered them through an earthquake, baptizing the jailer and his family. After these things, Paul departed and came to Corinth, and there Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with his house, and many of the Corinthians hear and believe and were baptized. So Paul went about ministering both in word and deed to the people he encountered. Ministry is not just a bunch of the same people coming to you every Sunday, bringing tithes and offerings, and you preach to them, take their money, and then they go back home and do the same thing over and over again. That's not ministry. That's robbery. Yes. That is robbery. Bible says all that ever came are thieves and robbers. Ministry is going out into the highways and the edges, not where others have labored but telling men and women about Jesus Christ, encouraging them to come. Now, you don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. You have to come to that filling station. After you've gone out and ministered in the world, you have to come back and be rejuvenated, be refilled. So if it's done correctly, there is a place where you reassemble yourselves. But it's not about you gathering there and telling the world that the world must come. Jesus sent his disciples, his disciples, and said, Go ye into all the world. And in obedience, they went. Now the Nicolaitans, the clergy, those that seek to extract your resources from you, will set up places where they compel you to come. Don't you know it's a Sabbath day? Don't you know it's the Sunday? You're compelled to come. Why? You're compelled to come that they might relieve you of your substance. But God sent you. God says, go. Go. God gave the right hand of fellowship for going. The priests of Jupiter give the right hands of fellowship for binding you to the benches compelling you to stay. But Paul and the rest of the disciples of the Lord, Peter, James, John, Philip, Stephen, all of them, they went. And when they wouldn't go, God sent persecution to scatter them abroad. Just like in this time, the church that was gathering in buildings, accumulating vast numbers of people congregating together, the Lord caused them to be dispersed. Now you're going to see a new look within the church where people are going to be going to others in the various houses and parks and places. They'll be telling men and women about Jesus Christ. Not under these lords of dominion and domination, not under those that seek to dominate them. The princes of the Gentiles, the Gentiles do that. But the Lord said, it should not be so among you. Were you having somebody lording it over you, bringing you in bondage? But the word tells us, whom the Son said free is free indeed. So go into all the world. Tell everyone about Jesus Christ and then return for the assembling of yourselves. So it came to pass that while Paul had left Apollos at Corinth, he himself went 
to the upper coast and then came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he baptized them in Jesus' name. They were previously baptized unto John's baptism. They did not receive the Holy Ghost and Paul noticed that there was something wrong in their behavior, in their actions, the way they went forth doing things. He recognized their lack of power. They're not being led by the Spirit. And he asked them, unto what then were you baptized? There are many teaching and preaching that will mislead you in baptism. Yes, they will mislead you in baptism to bring you under their control, their understanding not being open. They seek to bring your minds and your understanding into the same state of ignorance as they themselves. So it came to pass, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples of John, he baptized them in Jesus' name. Today we continue in 2 Corinthians. We are now up to the 8th chapter, and it tells us, Paul wrote, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Oh, that in great affliction, oh, that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Boy, that's a mouthful. That sounds like some preacher preaching and, you know, he's using a whole bunch of words and you're like, what did he say? And they go, I don't know, but we had a great time. We shouted. We praised, we ran around, and we spoke in tongues, and we heard some great swelling words, and we didn't have a clue what they meant. Here Paul was saying, brethren, we want you to know of the grace of God. Brethren, we want you to know of the grace of God that was given to the churches of Macedonia. We want you to know about grace. We want you to know about the grace of God. Grace, the favor given by God, favors we didn't earn. And God gave to the churches of Macedonia great grace. He then said how that in a great trial, they were in tribulation, they faced affliction, and that in a great trial, great trial, their persecutions, their tribulations, the abundance of their joy. They were rejoicing in tribulation. Not like some of us. Oh, we seek oh, we seeking to run. But tribulation work at patience and patience experience, and that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. In other words, they were going through great trials and tribulations, but with joy and rejoicing, they gave liberally. They gave in abundance. They gave out of their poverty. They gave to others. They shared. They cared for each other. And the church must learn how to begin to take care of itself. We must begin to learn how to take care of one another. Paul wrote, For to their power, 
You shall have power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. For to their power I bear record. I can testify, yes, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. They weren't coerced. They weren't forced. They weren't craftily deceived with vain words. But to their power they gave willing to give beyond their own power they did it without coercion without arm twisting without i'm gonna start off it off with a hundred dollars trying to manipulate them no praying us with much entreaty pleadings they were praying beseeching us that we would receive the gift in their poverty above and beyond their power they were now entreating us that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. What you're saying, Brother Brown? Well, the Macedonians were willing to give regardless of the trials, the suffering, the pain, the affliction that they were going through, even out of their poverty, they gave and they were entreating us that we would receive it and not only receive it but we would take upon ourselves the distribution of that which we receive to the rest of the brethren what are we saying in the church the church of jesus christ when they brought and they laid at the apostles' feet their resources, distribution was made to every man according as he had need. Not according to the greed of the recipients. Not according to the greed of those in power. Not according to the greed of the selfish, self-centered individuals. But distribution was made according as every man had need. So the Macedonians, out of their poverty, gave to Paul and the rest of the brethren and entreated them that they would take upon themselves the fellowship, the participation of the ministering to the saints. Folk have used the word fellowship to fool so many people, bring so many people into ignorance and bondage, that it is necessary that we go there today and let you know what fellowship is. The word says, if you walk in the light, if you walk in the light, as the Lord is in the light, you have fellowship. If you walk in the light, as the Lord is in the light, you have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, the manifestation of God, cleanseth us from all sin. Fellowship is not shaking somebody's hand and then you under their control. That's deception and them seeking to have dominion over you. If you go back and read, I believe it's Galatians chapter 2 verse 9, it tells us that we were given the right hand of fellowship that we may go. But Satan in the Garden of Eden changes and manipulates words. He does the same thing in the places of assembly, in the congregation. They change and manipulate word. In the scriptures, they were given the right hand of fellowship that they may G-O. Go. 
In these places of assembly, these places of deception, the masters of deception tell you they've given you the right hand of fellowship that you should stay. You belong there. They seek to bring you under their control, put you in bondage. But the word says, if you walk, as you go, if you walk in the light, as he, the Lord, is in the light, you have fellowship. I don't got to shake your hand to have, how are you going to give folk fellowship now that you can't shake hands? How are you going to give folk fellowship now that Dr. Fauci tell you no shaking hands? Lying demon. If you walk in the light as the Lord is in the light, then you have fellowship. Fellowship is the interaction, the participation in the joys, the sufferings, the rejoicing, in the coming together, in the eating and the drinking, mourning with those who mourn, weeping with those who weep, rejoicing with those who rejoice. So the Macedonians were praying us with much entreaty. They were beseeching us pleading with us that we would receive the gift. You don't even got to ask these lying-stealing individuals to receive. Oh, they're demanding it of you. But Paul said, I use none of those things. These hands labored for my own needs and the needs of the brethren. You have some of these lazy, lying preachers don't want to work, don't want to labor, and they try to manipulate the gullible. Silly women laden with sins to bring them their resources. But here, the Macedonians were praying with much entreaty that Paul and the rest of the team would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints, not just receiving, but distribution. And this they did. So the saints did it. The saints agreed to take upon themselves the ministering to the saints. And this they did not as we hope. They didn't even do it the way that we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord. You have a whole bunch of people that have not given their lives to the Lord, preaching and teaching, misleading folks in church. But the saints first gave themselves to the Lord, and then unto us by the will of God. Yeah, they're telling you about their free will. They're doing things under their free will. They're outside of the will of God. Jesus said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And this they did, not as we hoped, not what we wanted, not according to our will, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and then unto us by the will of God. Beloved, we got to get in God's will. Beloved, we have to begin to say, Lord willing. In so much that we desire Titus as he had begun. In so much they gave, in so much that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. So Titus begun, the Lord gave him that vision, that ministry. He had begun and he was asked 
to finish that work. Finish in you the same grace, the same unmerited favor, the same ministry. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in utterance, and in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. So here Paul established the ground rules concerning the ministry to the saints, the collection for the saints, the offering for the saints. He said, therefore, as you abound, as you expand, grow over the wall, blessings to you, man of God, Minister Willis, as you grow over the wall, therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith, you're going to abound. In speech, in utterance, you're going to abound. In knowledge, you are going to abound. And in diligence, you got to pay careful attention. You got to know what's going on with the master's resources. You are stewards of that which belong to the Lord. So diligence must be exercised. Diligence must be applied in whatever we do. And in your love to us, you will abound. See that ye abound in this grace also. In the ministry of finance, in the ministry of financing projects, there must be diligence. There must be accountability. There must be responsibility because you must give an account. There are many that are shortly will be called into account for the things of God that they have received in the name of the church, in the charity of the church, and then they drive around in Bentleys and Mercedes Benzes <coughs> and all that kind of stuff. The day of reckoning is coming and judgment going to begin at the house of God. You don't believe me? Folk will try to test the government. And the government is going to call you into account. All of you with your 501c3, he's going to call you into account. And you're going to have to give account. So you better be faithful, diligent. Establish accountability, rules, regulations. The Bible tells us it's going to happen. Then Paul continued, I speak not by commandment. I am not speaking to you, telling you this is a commandment of the Lord. But by occasion of the forwardness of, all, of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. I wasn't giving you a new commandment. But... By the occasion of the forwardness of others. Some have gotten up and spoken in the name of the Lord and manipulated and carried on. I'm not giving a new commandment. But by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich... Yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Now, who was Paul? Who was the Apostle Paul? 
Paul was chosen, call of God, to know his will. And Ananias came to him telling him, the Lord, God, Lord Jesus, had called you that you might know God's will. Paul was called to know God's will. He was anointed to know God's will that he should preach to the Gentiles. So he wasn't speaking and saying, I'm speaking this by commandment. He was speaking as one called to know the will of God. The Holy Spirit in him would give him the unction. He was now writing scripture. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Paul was now moved by the Holy Spirit. So he wasn't speaking by commandment, but he was speaking out of the anointing. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what God gave. His grace. That though he was rich, the earth is the Lord's. One more time. The earth is the Lord's. We are stewards. We are occupants. We are drivers. We are pilgrims. It is his earth. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. We see these preachers and these manipulators reversing the way of Christ. They come in poor and they seek to leave rich. But not so the Lord. He came in rich, though he was rich. Yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. God wants you to have, he wants you to have the blessings of God. It make it rich and had it no sorrow. Not the riches of this world, the temporal things that pass away, the tangible, the natural, that decay. No. He wants you to have the true riches. That which abideth eternal. So Paul goes on verse 10 and says, Herein I give my advice. I am advising you. Herein I give my advice. This is not a commandment, but as one chosen to know the will of God sent to the Gentiles, I am anointed to give advice and that I will do. Herein I give my advice. He said, for this is expedient for you. This will profit you. This will be profitable to you and to the brethren going forward who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. So you began a year ago establishing practices that would benefit the body. A year, a couple of years ago, the Lord gave us the word to say to you, take up the collection for the saints. Some of you remember the tapes are there. Take up the offering for the saints. Some of you did, others didn't. The time came recently, quite recently, even now, where it is necessary that we able to make distribution to the saints. Some of the saints could not be beneficiaries of the stimulus. For whatever reason. So those who could receive. Those who couldn't were blessed by the church. But the word came to you concerning the collection for the saints. You should have an offering, a collection for the saints. I give my advice. For this is expedient for you who have begun before. Not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. You were preparing for 
one year ago for the time you are now in. Paul continued, now therefore, perform the doing of it. What you collected from the brethren, make the distribution. Now therefore, perform the doing of it. I told you, concerning, now concerning the collection of the saints. Take up the collection for the saints. Now distrib distribute, distribute the collection that you took up. Yo, you didn't spend it. I hope you didn't. I hope you didn't spend or steal the Lord's money, the Lord's resources, and spend it on yourself. So now, therefore, perform the distribution. That as there was a readiness to will, as there was a readiness to want to, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. Now that which you collected, the collection for the saints, begin to distribute it to those, to every man, according as they have need. The word says, for if there be first a will in mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that yet not. So you got to have the mind. Remember when we just got saved, Bishop Sadler said to us, Brother Brown, do what you have with what you have. He says, let me tell you something. When they don't have the money, they have the mind. But once they get the money, they don't have the mind. So in other words, when they broke, they'll tell you all that they would do if they had the money. And when they have the money, that thought is gone. But the Lord said, if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man do what you can with what you have the position God has placed you in give me an example one man got five talents one man got two one man got one you got to use what you have the Lord gives you according to your ability man with five traded made five more one with two made two more one with one began to murmur and complain buried it in the earth the Lord is a hard master and all of that he was cast out. That which he was given was taken away. Use what you have. Manage what you have. And he that is faithful in little will be faithful in much. God looks at your faithfulness. It's a requirement. It's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased. I'm not trying to make somebody else's life easy and you be burdened. No. For I mean not that other men be eased and you be burdened. But by an equality that now at this time. One more time. By an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want. That their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. We are brethren, we are one body. We caring for one another. So by an equality that now in this time, in this pandemic, in this shutdown, your abundance may be a supply for their want. That their substance. Also, maybe a supply for your one that there may be equality. There was a time when you were collecting, 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 collecting from everybody. Oh, I'm going to start off with a hundred dollars. 
Now they can't collect, they can't even work. Now you supply their needs with that which you have collected. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over. And he that had gathered little had no lack. So when you were gathering all of that, make sure that you make distribution. That those who are lacking in this time are sustained. But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. God will put the care of you in the heart of others. God will bring you to mind, in the mind of others. But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you. And we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. We sent someone with him. Not just one man having the control of the finances. Nobody else knows what's going on. But no, we sent somebody with Titus. A brother who had praise in the gospel throughout all the churches. And not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us. With this grace, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind. Don't tell me about you, the finance committee, and the finance committee knows what's going on and nobody else knows what's going on. You don't work like that, beloved. Don't let them deceive you. It is a one body, one church, one participation. The word says, avoiding this. That no man should blame us in this abundance which is administered by us. Nobody don't praise us. Nobody don't tell, oh, did you, did you say you did that and you did good? No, it's the Lord. So we have to avoid that. No man should blame us in this abundance. The gift we give or the gift we receive <coughs> is of the Lord. No man should blame us in this abundance which is administered by us. We <laughs> We are administrators of the Lord's resources. So don't feel like we are the ones doing it. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Avoiding this, that no man should blame us in this abundance, which is administered by us. We are just the administrators. Listen to this. Providing for honest things. Hello, somebody. Providing for honest honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Stop hiding the financial report. Make folk know what's going on, how much was collected, how much is there, how much you distributed, how much you took, how much you spent on yourself. Providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Don't tell me I don't have a right to know. I have a right to know. The Bible tells me so. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so the bible not only tell me that jesus love me don't just have me singing yes jesus love me but the bible says you must provide for honest things not only in the sight of the lord don't tell me that the lord no 
but also in the sight of men. Men got to know too. Your cunning, crafty, deceitful ways got to come to an end. Men got to know. The Bible tell me so. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 21 providing for honest things. Either you're honest or you're dishonest. If you don't abide by this, you're dishonest. Yes, you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Yes. Either you abide by it or you don't. If you do, you're honest. If you don't, you're dishonest. You're a thief. You're a liar. Providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord. Oh, the Lord knows what we collect. And just leave it with us. And leave it up to us and God, whatever we do to it. He says, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Hello, somebody. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent. You got to prove, folks. We have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things. So we're going to prove you. And we ask you to prove us. We're going to test you. And we ask you to test us. We have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things. But now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. And whether any do inquire of Titus, he's my partner and fellow helper. Hello, somebody. And if anybody have any inquiries concerning those with whom we labor, whether any do inquire of Titus, he's my partner and fellow helper concerning you. There's no Lord and servant relationship. Not in God's house. There's no clergy and later relationship. Not in God's house. He's my partner. And fellow helper. We help one another concerning you. Or if they inquire of our brethren. Or our brethren be inquired of. They are the messengers of the churches. And the glory of God. They're not no angel of the churches. They're not no angels. Folk want to make themselves angel because man was made a little lower than the angel. So you're going to call yourself an angel so that you over somebody, not over God's church. There's a way to speak to and about angels to put them in place. If you inquire about our brethren, they are messengers. You know, folk don't like that word messenger as compared to angel. Angel sound high and mighty. I'm the angel of the church, they say. But the Bible says they are the messengers of the church. Uh, sound of the words messenger kind of sound like one sent to deliver word from another. Oh, I sound so low, like a servant. But an angel claiming themselves to be the, the pride, the deception. That's why they exalt themselves. But if you inquire of our brethren, Yes, if you inquire of our brethren, they are the messengers of the church and the glory of God. They are the messengers of the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Wherefore, wherefore, the word says, wherefore, show, wherefore, show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love. Prove it. Prove that you love and of our boasting on your behalf. I told you you're going to get tested. I told you you're going to get tried. 
And I told you, you will be proven whether you stand in truth or you are a deceiver. Wherefore, show ye to them, and before the churches, before the churches, openly the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf, take upon you the ministering to the saints. God bless you in Jesus' name. It's time for a change.
Amen. 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 Come on home, beloved. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home. <laughs>